the ideas, the leaders, the lives that are shaping Denmark and the world. From Blocks Hub in Copenhagen, Denmark, with your co-hosts, Ed Lay and Thomas Mulhern, this is Global Denmark. Welcome back to the Global Denmark Podcast, where we explore how thought leaders and innovators are working to create a better Denmark and a better world. Well, guys, we have our third and final installment of our Espresso series today, entitled Tech is Incidental. Again, this was a partnership with the Urban Tech Project and their demo days back at the end of 2019. In this interview, we spoke with Julia Gabbert, who is the founder and CEO of a German company called Reiste. Heiste is an IoT company specializing in monitoring devices and cloud analytics, specifically looking at sensors designed for both indoor and outdoor environments. In addition to discussing Heiste's mission and value proposition, we mapped out their experience in the Urban Tech Project and what it meant to partner with a company like Avi. So lots of good stuff. So without further ado, we bring you Tech is Incidental, a conversation with Julia Gabbard from Heiste. We are back, and we have a special podcast again today in our collaboration with the Urban Tech Demo Day 2019. As always, I'm here with my partner in crime, Mr. Ed Lee. Ed, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? <laughs> I'm well. I'm well, thank you, sir. And we are here with the founder and CEO of Rysta, Miss Julia Gabbard. Thank, thank you so much for coming by the studio. Thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, it's it's awesome to be here and uh, and presenting Rysta. So you literally just presented your company to the demo day. What are you feeling at this moment? Yeah, it's awesome for us to have Rysta on such a such a big stage with really interesting audience. So it's a big day for us, big moment. I can imagine. Well, um, it's been a journey to get here, right? I mean, there was tens of thousands that were scouted to be part of this amazing urban tech initiative, whittled down through different processes to final 20, and then you made it to the final 10 and were selected. What was it like when you got the news you were selected? Yeah, we were very happy that we were part of those 20 that then made it to the selection days. And then there was a rigorous process, uh, indeed, those two and a half days with the uh, 20 in- interviews. And we already loved it so much that we really uh, were hoping that we would make it to the last 10, because that's obviously what you want if you're part of those 20. Yes, we also, like, we were 20 startups, but then also out of those 20 finalists, 10 were chosen by the corporate partners. Sure. So we spent three days in Copenhagen, like next door in this really nice building. Yeah. and and. We had 20 interviews, yeah, and everyone was uh, giving wow, us... intense. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Why don't we just kind of take a step back, and you can maybe tell our audience, what is Reister, and why is it important? Yeah, with Reister, we provide sustainable protection of real estate assets, and uh, also in the construction environment. We've developed a smart multi-sensor and a powerful backend, uh, which is capable of analyzing the data we gather. So basically, we're gathering smart data instead of big data, being able to, to know what's relevant, and supporting right and timely decision. Could you give an example so that my brain can understand Yes, it? so there's an indoor version. Also my brain. Yeah. <laughs> indoor version and outdoor version. Indoor version, for example, we're measuring temperature and humidity, so there's lots of sensors, I realize sure. that. We then have an open API and can have external data 
namely weather data in for that use case. And we've developed an algorithm that is able to prevent mold and warn for detrimental conditions, room climate conditions. So you know when to air the apartment or higher the temperature so the indoor climate changes so you can prevent mold from growing. That's a large problem due to the energy efficient way of building. And we help tenants and landlords because we can also show the data on different uh, on different front ends. So obviously tenant gets the detailed data and the landlord can save the assets in knowing a little bit, like if the assets are fine, yeah. but not more than that. So that's the unique thing about it. Like multi-sensor, you can use a few parameters, have external data, like combine them also with your internal data, like whichever data is already there, and then show on different front ends. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, we talked to um, our good friend Daniel Bachman, and it's always this paradigm that has been in the past between focusing on outdoor climate contra indoor climate, seeing it as an either or affair or one having a negative effect instead of creating this unique solution also for the indoor climate. Exactly. Weather just has a very, very big impact on the mold growth. And what are the costs of this? What's the impact of not having this and so what are the gains of having that? Well I mean it mainly happens if you've freshly built or renovated a building because then you have the very dense windows right? So you've just created, just invested and then in those very two winters, the next two winters are the the most crucial ones when the assets uh, tend to be destroyed again because then and that's also like everything but sustainable because then you have to have sending everyone to to renovate again, insurance being involved and all that hassle and that's really one of the problems like no one likes to have. So you're really providing a platform that's valuable both for the consumer, the user, but also in terms of human health and eliminating a huge mold issue. Exactly. So that that's a B2B product, the landlord, our customers. And you mentioned outdoor environment as well. Exactly. Out of that use case, that's actually also just one possible use case because obviously with a multi-sensor there are various others but it was important on our journey as a startup to show one specific outcome so that everyone else now can come up and say oh so if you can do that could we also do this and that this is how we're aiming at it like an app store and you can create your own your own solution but we're not that far yet with iot so we have to take it you know show the solution first and then take it from there internet Internet of things sorry so it's an internet of solution. Show off. We provide the, the <laughs> things and the analytics. But you're asking about the outdoor sensor and how that happened was actually that we're approaching a renovation company asking them to place the sensor once they're done. And they said, yeah, we'll do that. However, we would really like to use your sensors during the renovation process. Because what happens is they renovate 250 apartments at a time, work a lot with subcontractors and they do so within 12 weeks. So those 12 week cycles are at stake as soon as one person doesn't show up when they should and that happens very often so Monday morning the tiles are supposed to be torn off a bathroom person doesn't show up and the next person on Friday finds out cannot do their work that could be okay however that second person can only come back in six week time so right. there goes your 12 week cycle and a lot of money and a lot of hassle yeah. is involved. so then we said okay we can do that but then the challenge with an outdoor sensor is that you need another radio standard a suitable radio standard and you also need a battery powered version so we're creating that and uh, we have have been developing that and uh, also partly in the US we got accepted for a program there for an eight week program that really got us, got us further there. So uh, <laughs> tell us about your journey and, and the process. I mean did you ever imagine coming to, to Copenhagen and, and, and why Copenhagen? And, and Colin. 
You're in collaboration <laughs> with, was it Evie? Evie, that's right. Yeah, I, we have not heard about Culling before. I have traveled the world quite a bit, also to remoter places, but Culling, uh, we really got only got there through, through the Urban Tech Program. I mean, everybody, in terms of innovation, the world is looking at Denmark, right? Because you guys here are just very innovative, open-minded, and also we're in touch with customers in Switzerland, and when they heard about us being accepted into the Urban Tech Program, they also really liked that, because I think you're just a step ahead. So tell us about the access you were able to attain by being a part of this unique urban tech program in terms of working with AV. What did that look like? I think what's very special about the program is that urban tech is bridging the gap of communication between corporates and startups. And that's really essential in succeeding in terms of expectation management and setting up the whole process. And I mean, we've only started that journey, but I think those 12 weeks have been very useful to have urban tech and rainmaking. So what's been, your, what's been your biggest takeaway from the collaboration with urban tech and, and rainmaking? Pretty much what I, what I just said. <laughs> you, you thought you were off the hot seat when you got done with your speech. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, I guess we knew this before, but we knew that 12 weeks uh, would and could only be the start of investigating a potential partnership and I think we've gotten quite far. We had a project plan and we've fulfilled it accordingly. Also the corporate partner has delivered what we needed Um, so we know we're a fair step further than we were 12 weeks ago and however of course that's only the start. Yeah. Tell us about the kind of the networking that's involved in this program, both in terms of establishing a network in Cullen and in Copenhagen, but also between your pure startup or scale-ups in this program. Yeah, I think also the Urban Tech Program Rainmaking has done an amazing job in, in putting together all these mentors, all the workshops, bringing in people to blocks up. Also having Blockshub being the the center of it all, the physical center, I think this has been really nice with all the facilities we're able to use and also everyone coming in here. So it it has that Danish feel of being very professional at the one side, but also very approachable. Sure. I think that's that's what we really liked. And Colling, I mean, it's it's interesting that... Yeah, tell us about why should one go to Colling? Well, to meet Evie and, and the visionary uh, CEO, I think that's very, very fortunate to be working directly with Lars. We haven't been exploring calling too much. We stay at, at a hotel very close to the train station. Okay. And then we, we, okay. Uh, we know the way to... Yeah. So that's that's the honest answer. So calling for us means Evie at this stage. Yeah. So what's next? So we're currently exploring the potential of a wider partnership or a proper commercial relationship and using the Reister sensor inside Evie for their customers. And we have also been able to be in touch with a few relevant stakeholders in this area. Two interesting projects, one in terms of construction site and one also for the indoor sensor. And we're investigating further and that's, that's also very interesting leads. Excellent. I'm mindful of the time and I want you to get back and celebrate with your team. But we ask all of our guests on the podcast, what do you think your company can teach to Denmark and the Danish market? And what do you think being here in Denmark has kind of opened up your eyes to? I think you could see when when you see those 10 startups that they are also international. And what we love about Denmark is that you are so open-minded. And I think even to Denmark, it's great that you're scouting worldwide and bringing in startups from the outside and contributing to this 
this great ecosystem that there is already. So not leaning back and say, we're great already, innovative already, but you're still scouting and bringing in everyone. So I think that's the way to go. And what do you think it is that your company could bring to a country like Denmark in terms of what you're working with? So the, the construction site monitoring, we really one of the very first market movers there. Even from my hotel here, there's construction sites left and right and everywhere. Yeah. So you're so just seeing potential, we would, potential. We would love <laughs> I go to bed with it, I wake up with it. So we would le- love to take part of that and make the construction also more efficient and uh, and more sustainable in the end. Excellent. Well, I think that's a goal everyone can strive towards and help each other with in this co-creation space. It's been a pleasure. Before we go, where can our audience find you guys? Yeah, please follow us on LinkedIn. I think that's you can follow our journey. If they're there. not over in Berlin. That's right. That's always face-to-face. <laughs> is always even better than that. The LinkedIn, your LinkedIn page? Yes, we have uh, have the Reister site and also Julia Giebert. You can also find and me R- there. And R-Y-S-T-A, is that? That's correct. Uh, okay, perfect. Well, Julia Giebert, thank you so much for dropping by the studio. Thank you. And to our audience, don't forget to jump over to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe, whatever you can do to help us continue to grow. And until next time, see you on the GDP. Are you getting the most out of your time in Denmark? Pick up the printed copy of the English-language newspaper Copenhagen Post today to access relevant news and event information guaranteed to enhance your working and family life.